everybody, and welcome to All This in the Oscars 2, AwardsDaily.com's podcast on the Oscar race. My name is Sasha Stone. I am... <laughs> Don't do you are a lot. Did somebody now, emoji now I'm me? Curious what you are. Somebody <laughs> tossed an emoji in there and made me laugh. Uh, okay, so I'm the founder of AwardsDaily.com, and I'm here with three of our editors: Ryan's, Ryan's, Ryan's Moy, <laughs> Ryan Adams, <laughs> Clarence Moy, and Mark Johnson. Hi, guys. Hello, hey, everybody. Hello. All right, so we're we're just going to do a quick hour here. We're trying to a quick hour. <laughs> it's never a quick hour, but we'll try. Um, the Producers Guild is coming, and that's the last remnants of suspense left in the Oscar race. Actually, the Writers Guild is also coming up, and the two screenplay categories are, are very unpredictable. So we're going to talk about that, and we're going to talk about the Producers Guild. But first up, we're going to talk about Mark's trip to Los Angeles to see the Critics' Choice Awards. And he... And <laughs> He was sitting at the table of Venus and Serena Williams. So he was like Zelig. He was like ground zero of like the controversy of the night. Right, right. So take it away, Mark. Sure. Well, I had a blast at the at the Critics' Choice Awards. Um, I, yes, I was at the King Richard table with uh, Will Smith, who won Best Actor, and his lovely wife, Jada Pinkett Smith, and... Uh, you know, Academy Award nominee Anjanou Ellis uh, was there as well, and then Venus and Serena Williams were at our table. So it was, um, it was it's quite something. It was a little surreal, and mm-hmm. I will tell you, like Venus and Serena were just. It was hard not to just stare at them. I know, right? They were just such. Yeah, they were just such. They're they're already such legends, but like they're just such. I don't want to say imposing figures, but just. It was just hard to, to look away and um, beautiful, <laughs> Were you but also staring very... at them with your mouth open. No, I I, <laughs> I tried not to be the creepy guy, okay. but they were just they were just so neat to, to just watch interact and you know Serena seemed um, I'll say it this way Venus was a lot more into I think the show than Serena was mm-hmm. Serena seemed to be having fun but Venus was having a lot of fun oh. um, there's those pictures I posted together with them um, it was supposed to just be me getting a picture with them and moving on but Venus leaned in and goes let's pretend like we've known each other for a long time <laughs> and then she just starts dying laughing so I start dying laughing oh. and that's how the, that's how those fun pictures kind of played out that's fantastic um, they they were yeah they were both sweethearts and very um you know generous and, and warm will smith was like exactly as i keep telling people will smith was exactly what you would imagine will smith to be right he was just fun and friendly and silly yeah. and when he laughed it was impossible not to laugh too because it was that classic will smith mm-hmm. laugh uh, especially for anybody that's watched Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, you, you probably know what I'm talking about. Um, but the room, you know, I mean, it's the biggest thing I've ever been around, and the room was buzzing, and uh, we were right next to the succession tables, and they were very wow. fun, especially Damn. Cousin Greg. Him and I made a fun exchange while running into each other in the bathroom, of all places. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but he was, a, he was a, he like was in character or something as we interacted, and it was... You know, cousin Greg's the best. So. That's hilarious. Uh, but yeah, there's a lot of so many moments. I, I got to meet Paul Thomas Anderson and talk to him for a moment about There Will Be Blood, which is one of my favorite all-time movies. Uh, got to shake Denny Villeneuve's hand and 
tell them how much I love not just Doom but Arrival especially. Wow. Um, I got to interact with Michael Keaton, who is a Steeler fan, and I gave him some crap for that since I'm a Browns fan, and typically we hate each other for that. Mm-hmm. Um, but but he was very very nice and easy to talk to, and really everybody was uh, very fun and easy to talk to. Got to meet Lin Manuel Miranda, which that I mean, wow, yeah, that was pretty uh mind-blowing as well just so many to to mention i i got to meet the kids from uh, cobra kai which my kids have not stopped um like buzzing about because they love that show especially hawk who's my one son's favorite character so he was losing his mind but it was a it was a good show i'm not sure again how it played on tv um but it was a lot of fun in the room uh, which was very similar to the hollywood critics awards that i was at the room it was a lot of fun i heard mixed things about the streaming um but yeah power of the dog did well as it did with dga over the weekend in bafta so I had a, and i heard jane campion gave a really great speech what's that listen like, wow what happened i'm there? telling you i i'm still <laughs> shocked at the reaction there and yeah it, it didn't come off probably as well as it was but the whole point was she was turning to venus and serena to respect them yeah and and, and yeah. show like oh my god there's venus and serena and you know because um jane is very you know like you know, it was a kind of a little bit of a theme of the night a lot of strong women in the room holly berry won the see her award that they give out gave a great speech on um you know challenging barriers and things like that and you know, Jane was just trying to, you know, from my perspective, Jane was just trying to honor them and 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 recognize them, you know. So she just made um, a. She really, to me, just was making a joke. Like, she makes a lot of really wild jokes, you know. Like they just kind of like Ryan was saying, she's New Zealand, you know. Like it, there's a there's a like when she made that the funniest joke she, the weirdest jokes I thought she made was when she said that. Uh, about Jesse Plemons that he looked like the cat that that ate the canary or whatever that he got to get with Kirsten Dunst which I thought was really funny <laughs> you know because it's it's a really funny thing but I think I do think that she was trying to be funny but I think the second it came out of her mouth you could hear that you could feel the tension because everybody now by it's, now is conditioned yeah. to watch everything mm. everybody says and scrutinize everything everybody says and if you make a faux pas like that um, but but the funny thing is that you know, what we do, we tend to do in this community and, and on Twitter is we judge people's, prejudge people's intentions, you know, like it, Right. they say that it doesn't matter that she didn't have the intention that she caused the harm anyway. And that so she must help be held accountable and apologize and all that. And yeah, that might be true. But when you're talking about like, you know, it, you know, dissecting someone's personality and right. accusing them of something and, and concluding something about their personality because of that faux pas, well, then intent has to matter. You know, right. like if you if you're driving down the street and you accidentally hit somebody and you kill them, you know, you're responsible for their death, but you're not, res- you know, you, you didn't intentionally do it. Right. Just to be held, maybe held for manslaughter, maybe. But if you drive your car into somebody and kill them, that's murder. Right. These two things are different and that the difference is intent. Yeah, yeah but not only that, it's just Mark, you were right there at the, yeah. at, the at the table. You know how they reacted. You know turned, how they took it. I and, thought it was funny. And I turned yeah. you know, because we we had been laughing together all night as as a table. And I turned and looked at them, just not even honestly, it didn't even hit me that that would be an offensive mm-hmm. comment. So I turned laughing and saw that they were laughing. Right. They weren't they weren't like at all like, oh, 
really? They were like laughing. They they got what she was trying to get at, and you know it and, was. And, yeah, go and ahead. you you were you were right there, so you felt it. You felt the vibe. Oh, but yeah. even even at home, the camera cut to them, and it was obvious that that they weren't putting on their own laughter it wasn't a fake laughter they were no. giving just to kind of shrug it off they they were they were just fine with it so yeah. i no mean matter, these are so these so are women no harm. these are women who've been heckled content. on the tennis court they're, they're women that have been given right. been treated oh terribly on by people like they're tough man <laughs> they can and listen they're they're smart as hell and they yeah. could they knew what was going on they could tell there was no offense meant and you know uh, again, after the party, Serena kind of took off after the show. I think I didn't. I didn't see her at the after party, but Venus was there and she was talking with Jane. So you know, clearly, and they were not. You know, didn't look like any serious conversation. Just looked like casual conversation. Right. So I just these are the types of things that I think sometimes the media and the business we're in likes to make a bigger mm. picture out of nothing just to have a story to drive. And yeah. I just, that's what I think here. And I know I've read a lot of opinion pieces on it and most of them say the same thing and they're wrong. And that's, that's, well, and they that get, simple. they get online engagement and that's how they measure their success. And they know that a story mm -hmm. like that's going to get clickbait. That's just absolutely, really is... absolutely. Um, but it, but it was a, such a non-story in the moment that it was actually funny. And yes, when you, when you dissect it and, and let me just say, which one of us, if you had a microphone or a microscope under <laughs> everything you said us, and did, sure. would not be, you know, canceled or, or ruined, oh my God. right? We've all said something stupid. Well, I know um, I say something stupid daily. I don't think she was even presenting them as equals. I think she was saying, because they had nothing to do with Power of the Dog. I think she was saying, holy shit, there's Venus and Serena. We're in the presence of Venus and <laughs> yeah. Serena, right? She, she mm -hmm. turned to them to, res yeah. to, sh to pay respect. Uh, you know, I in she didn't have to go to them. There was nothing, you know, she wanted to and she wanted to be like, wow, there they are. And and she tied it to the fact that she's been trying to, you know, do tennis as well. And, it, you know, which was a funny story, which was funny. And she asked if Will could come teach her and stuff. And that in no way was intended as anything but funny. And it came off funny, and we were all laughing at the table. So, and, and do you remember the interview you know, at Telluride with Rebecca or uh, Rebecca yeah, oh, Keegan? I, I, remember how awkward I, that was? Like she was, oh, yeah. she was trying nightmares to nightmares about yeah, it every night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> she was so obtuse during that. Like yeah. I think that's just partly her. Like she's one of those people that when she makes a joke, it sounds a little bit odd. You know, maybe it's not that funny, but that's what she's trying to do. You know. Anyway, just maybe, right. just maybe comes off a little awkward, uh, but but intent and and it and again it landed, it was funny, and we all laughed and Venus and Serena laughed, and then the media did what they do. <laughs> so. Well, I, I I don't think I mean so you didn't see it at home, but there was one shot of Venus's face right. where she was just kind of like, huh, why you know, why she was okay. waiting like, why are you okay. mentioning this, you know. And the camera caught that, and then people uh, okay. online screenshotted that, and then they were saying, uh, okay. "Oh, look, this is proof she didn't like it." And but the other, they didn't even watch the show. No, they didn't. They... Look at the... Most you... of the people that are complaining about it probably didn't even look at the clip. No, of course not. But yeah. if you if you do look at the clip, it's funny because you see everybody at the King Richard table laughing. Anjanu Ellis is nodding her head and laughing and everything. And behind them are these like white people frozen in fear. Like, <laughs> oh you God. can tell that they noticed and they're like, oh, no, shit. I mean, maybe I'm stupid, but I, I thought <laughs> well, it was no, funny. I mean, you were, and you it were, no, 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 <laughs> no, I, I know. No. I'm saying you were right I'm just at saying the, table. the way that it was. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. yeah. And I think I heard someone shout boo after she said it. 
Um, and I watched it over a couple of times and I couldn't hear what, if they were saying boo or no or something. But there, if you guys go back and play it and just watch the scene right after she says it and listen to the reaction, you can hear that I, there's a little bit of, uh-oh, yeah. you know. I DVR'd it because I wanted to see what I looked like on TV. So yeah. I'll definitely There watch. you go. Yeah, you're, you're <laughs> right in that. The whole thing. <laughs> I know. I have like one moment with Will. Oh, it's kind of fun. We yeah. all got high fives. So good. Yeah, good yeah you're all through that because they keep cutting to <laughs> Venus. And and just last thing on this and then we can move on. But, you know, you can tell their presence when they came out on stage. Like there were no bigger stars there that night than no. those two. You know? Oh, absolutely not. Absolutely not. It is a little bit interesting that the difference that you describe between Serena and Venus is, is also comes across in the movie, too. The same mm-hmm, way, a little mm-hmm. bit. It's, it's great that they captured that, or that they noticed <laughs> right. that. And and, and right. don't get me wrong, I think Serena, Serena was super friendly and, and very oh, pleasant. Yeah, sure. Venus yeah. just had a little more, I think, energy that night, and was mm-hmm. you know, again, she went to the after party. Serena went home, so I think right. Venus just was more, was having more fun with it. And maybe part of that, and I don't know, is the fact that Venus, it's Venus's story with King Richard. Maybe right. so she, maybe she, might, she might just be yeah. enjoying it a little more. Mm-hmm. Maybe, yeah. But, Serena yeah, still uh-huh. was, was having a good time. Yeah, yeah, that's really cool. What a what a cool thing that you got to do, Mark. I'm I'm just so happy for you. I know that absolutely. You know. And you know, I mean, yeah. a, a seat like that at a table like that. I mean, people would pay twenty five thousand dollars <laughs> to sit there. How did you? How did that even happen? Uh, well, does... sorry, uh, Clayton Davis is oh, the Variety, uh-huh. and he got his yeah. pick basically, and. When we, we, him and I were talking about it for about a month leading up to like, where should we sit? And we were torn because there was, you know, the West Side Story table, the Belfast right. table, Paradise, all these different great movies. But when he heard Venus and Serena were coming, that that was it for both of us. Yeah. We were like, oh, uh-huh. we got to be there. It doesn't matter. We weren't sure if Will would be there because BAFTAs were at the same time or same right. day at least. Uh, and we actually, we assumed he'd go to BAFTA because maybe a little bigger, uh, you know, bigger event, bigger, bigger implication mm-hmm. on the race probably. But, um, when we found out he was coming to, I was like, oh, my God. So mm-hmm. we got swarmed all night and re- understandably slow by all the fans wanting pictures with Will and Venus and Serena. And, yeah. You know, nobody wanted a picture with me, but, oh, you know. Oh, come on. You, I mean, you, had, you had like 40 photographs <laughs> that are just <laughs> right. I, mean, I mean, like, no fans. Yeah. But uh, anyway, it was, it was a good time. And That's I'm glad I got to. really <laughs> awesome. Okay. So now we got to get down to it. Um, yeah. Let's talk shop. Uh, so Producers Guild is coming up. I mean, the way that I look at it, when I look at the stats, as I just did today, I just deep dived all the way through Best Picture. And I went. I even went back to the years when they had five, back to 2000, all the way back, looking at the way that they all matched up. And and there is not a year that would, would uh, replicate the CODA win because, and now, now, we know stats aren't everything, obviously, but Usually a movie has won something other than SAG by now, like a, um, an ace or, um, you know, it, something else besides, it's yeah. Gonna win that, it's going to win that WGA, though. It's going to so win that the might WGA. Be, that might be that extra thing it needs. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, this is where we can land and just have a quick conversation about this. I'm yeah. sure somebody asked us this on Twitter, probably, so. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. Um. So, is it so just, how do you have it? So how do I have it? Um, yeah. God, I, I, I am in so I'm so stuck. But what I did, what I did figure out as I was writing this piece that I just posted, 
is that the reason people are so confused is because, and I think I figured it out, I think I cracked the code of this year, is that is that Belfast got out of the way. Belfast was supposed to be mm-hmm. the front runner alongside Power of the Dog, but it didn't land right in 2022 um, to celebrate, you know, I'm not going to, I promise I won't go too far into this, but, you know, to celebrate a movie with, you know, a white man about a, you know, white filmmaker and it's just a male, you know, like there's nothing extra or special in a town that is absolutely prioritizing DEI at the moment. You know, it's just, it's everywhere. And I, I think that that's how they feel. That's their activist tendencies right now to, um, and so I don't think it would have been likely that they would have prioritized Belfast over Power of the Dog, for instance. But if you take Belfast out of it, and now you've got Coda versus Power of the Dog, now you've got two movies by women, right? So Coda basically trumps or can trump uh, the woman director on the Power of the Dog side. And Coda has the additional um, predominantly deaf cast making history thing on their side. And Power of the Dog doesn't have but what's funny about that is that one is Netflix, right? Which Hollywood sees as the, the the biggest threat. And then the other one is Apple, which is an even bigger threat. They just don't realize it because they don't know enough about tech. <laughs> but Apple's <laughs> the real threat, you know, Netflix isn't. But it's just funny that it's two streaming platforms, two films by women, right? One has 12 nominations and one has three nominations, right? But you can't attack Coda. Because Coda is a movie, it's a puppy, you know, you can't kick it, you can't attack it. Power of the Dog might have been harder to attack, but maybe now people feel like they can after the episode of the Critics' Choice, I don't know. But I can't, I I just have a really hard time seeing any movie overcoming the sort of the stat lead that Power has right now. Clarence or Ryan, you want to go next? I've talked a lot. So have I, more than you. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I feel the same way you do, uh, Sasha. I can't really. I, I, as no matter, no matter all about, no matter, no matter the chatter, and I like Coda a lot. It, it just doesn't, doesn't seem like it. It has the. It doesn't have the power of power of the dog. It just it doesn't have the, doesn't have the impact on me. It didn't have, it, even as an enjoyable movie on the same level as what we were talking about on the last podcast on the same, in the same way that Juno or Little Miss Sunshine. It's like that to me. It's that it's that sort of movie, and to me, those movies are just not best picture material. Yeah, they're they're better off not winning, right? Like I think if oh yeah, right. Uh-huh. I think if Power of the Dog wins, it's not going to be, it's not going to hurt it. But if Coda wins, I think it kills that movie. I think it'll be, you know, I don't want to say like the crash of this decade, but right, it I don't can't, know. It can't stand up to the scrutiny that will come on day yeah. one. Of yeah. you know, it's it's best picture win. Yeah, uh-huh. it'll be it'll be ugly. Since I since talking about Little Miss Sunshine, though, um, funny thing, um, the direct the editor of uh, King Richard edited Little Miss Sunshine. Hmm. Same editor. So I think she's really good. She's a really good editor at at movies that have a multiple point of view that cuts between a lot of characters and a lot of reaction shots of characters while someone else is talking. If you see, if you look at 
King Richard. It's not just the, the 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 editing on the tennis court that is excellent, which it is. But it's also the conversations with the family and the way the interplay and the way that it, you, it cuts back and forth between everyone's reaction to what's being said. And then when it cuts back to the person speaking, you know, sometimes when they do the cutaways and then take a different angle of the same person talking, you see a little bit of fraction of, of a difference in expression, so you know it's a different take that they're that they're patching together. You never see that in her in the movies that she edits together. They're just so seamless. Mm. She did um, the fighter too for David O. Russell. Same sort of thing. Oh wow! Yeah, I think she has a good shot of winning. Um, that if they really like King Richard, they're going to want to give it a prize wherever they can. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, the uh, the other thing to ask us is what I'm asking our questions now. I'm pretending I'm Twitter, oh, okay. but. No, I mean, I'm just saying. So what do we think that the, that the BAFTA revealed? I think the most telling thing for me was the two, was the win for CODA and Adapted Screenplay. I thought that was significant. Um, yeah. If it hadn't been CODA, I wouldn't be, you know, even slightly worried about the movie. But the fact that it, it did that, it beat Power of the Dog and The Lost Daughter there. Mm. And Power of the Dog only won two awards, picture and director, which makes it vulnerable. You know, if it's a strong front runner, it should win more than two. It should have won something else somewhere. But Dune just won everything. So it makes me wonder what they actually think about the movie if they only picked it for two Oscars. That's not showing true love. Um, so it is vulnerable for sure. I actually wish it was Belfast that was challenging it and not Coda. It's not that I don't like Coda. It's just that... When you look at movies like Shakespeare in Love or even Crash or any movie that that upset the front runner, you know, it had way more coming in than than this does. You know, this movie, for Mm -hmm. some reason, it didn't even get a Marley Matlin nomination, you know. And so what's driving this? What's driving this buzz? What's what's making people think that it can actually win on that level? Like it's a it's a real mystery. Um if you think about Chariots of Fire when it won, it was shocking and it didn't go down well. People talked about it in a bad way for years and years and years to come. Um, but it even it had a lot more nominations. It hadn't won stuff coming into the race. You know, neither had Crash, really. But all of them had won more than, than Coda, you know. So I'm sorry to sound like a broken record. But anyway, so that, no. that, that's, a, that's what I took from it. I took that they like Coda. They gave it screenplay. That's significant heading into the writer's guild she's going to get that prize and it might just become a wildfire that people can't control mm, yeah i don't know i'm just i'm not feeling it i, I mean i mean I, I don't want to repeat that i do like the movie a lot but anyone who's seen the original french film they don't i mean i it, it doesn't even compare to the original the original is a better movie. It's not hard to find. I believe, in fact, strangely enough, I think I, I think it can stream it on Apple. I think Apple's showing it, which seems like a bad idea to me because side by side, I think the French film is as if they, that it was that it's based on is superior. But you know, I, like I said, I don't want to keep running it down. But no, but I know. Just, I, just, it's just same. the fact that it's what you said about the lack of nominations. It's what Ann Thompson always says. You build the best picture branch by branch and it doesn't have the branches. Yeah. I'd say, yeah. <clears throat> oh, go ahead, Clarence. I was just going to say, that's what I keep coming back to. If it, if it is beloved enough to win, um, where is Marley Matlin? Where is its editing? Where is its, you know, granted, I don't think this was the kind of film that was going to get a lot of below the line, but it couldn't even get the song in. 
right? I mean, it's a mm. it's a movie about singing, right? It, yeah, and it didn't even get the song that was specifically written for it, which was shortlisted. Mm. So, you know, that just tells me that, that actors love it, and they're an eighth of the Academy or something like that. Um, but there, you know, where is the love elsewhere? Mm. I think. I, I, there was a couple things I took from BAFTA, but to stick on the coda part first, I don't know that I would. This, listen, we've had a stat fall every year since 2012 yeah. when Affleck, right? And Birdman was editing, and then we had no director again for you know Green Book, and there have been others along the way that I'm forgetting about right now because I'm exhausted. But um, so I would I would just say. Listen, Penelope Cruz had literally nothing coming into that nomination. Like, she was not even BAFTA shortlisted, or longlisted, I guess I should say. Mm. Um, and she still got in. And now, you know, talking to a few people out in LA this weekend, there was there's a lot of talk about that they think she could win. And it's, mm. you know, you don't talk about unprecedented, like zero SAG, Globe, not even BAFTA longlisted, and then to win, like, that'd be insane. So... <laughs> I don't know with this newer academy and this new era we're in that as much as I love the stats and I do love the stats, I don't, you know, I think they are good to use as a guide, but I, you know, I, I think we have to be careful not to just go by the stats too religiously anymore. Yeah. Um, I'll tell you, I'll tell you what I took most from Baptist and then unless does anybody want to like, comment on that mm -hmm. I, I don't know well i, I would yeah. like to say one thing yeah. that i Go know ahead, about Kyle. myself is when i get into this when i dig my heels in on something <laughs> i'm usually wrong honestly yeah i know same with That's... parasite that was true and you know same. i get into this groove where i'm just like nope nope like 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 tammy right. faye and and uh and jessica chastain like i, I really thought yep. that was terrible makeup they were never going to go for it here it is the front runner to win makeup yeah. and she's probably going to win best actress and that is, these are, I'm going to give you the four things I took most from BAFTA, and I'll start there because you just nailed two of them. Um, Tammy winning makeup both with critics and BAFTA over the weekend, mm. and then Chastain winning critics. I think those two races are going to go the way that they're going. I think Chastain, if anything, with, ba with uh, BAFTA and Critics' Choice, the makeup of winning at both, and I agree, I don't think they'll miss makeup, but they do, and it also won their guild, and so, you know... I think Chastain and, and Tammy Faye for makeup. I think editing uh, the BAFTAs with Dune losing, after just losing Ace, for to also lose BAFTA. You know, a lot right. of us thought Dune, at least I did, and, and many others, I think, thought Dune was the front runner for editing. And I think after those two awards not going its way at all, no. I don't know how you, it's hard to pick it now. So I'll, I'll probably be picking King Richard, is my guess there. And then maybe the most telling that I needed at least, and most most of you probably already had this, I really did think Flea was going to win documentary in the end. Um, I, I thought that his... What's that? No, I didn't say anything. Oh, I, I got a weird feedback thing. What did there. we win? Um, so Summer Soul, which oh, right, is a okay. very American documentary. Right. Uh, you know, and for that to do well with BAFTA, after it's done so well with everywhere else, um, I, that's finally making me say, okay, I guess it's not Flea. And I was I was kind of anticipating the BAFTA win for Flea, you know, along with its historic three nominations for animated documentary international, and I'm pretty sure it's not winning animated or international. Um, so documentary felt like the place for it to win, and it's more documentary than anything else. 
Um, so when it lost BAFTA to the, you know, the Oscar front runner, you know, that, I think that was, it's hard now not to pick Summer of Soul. All right. So there are a couple of things that the WGA will tell us, right? Like if Licorice Pizza wins there, that gives it a BAFTA um, WGA lock. I haven't looked at the stats on that, but I imagine that's a pretty good pairing. Um, I will be heartbroken. I, I love Licorice Pizza and I I, I'm fine with it, but I really would love for Kenneth Branagh to win. It's his first original screenplay. It's about his life. He deserves it. Uh, PTA can win another time. He's written better screenplays. So... Um, that's how I see that, but that's my heart getting in the way. Um, I think that if it wins at the WGA, if anything else wins, like King Richard could win there, you know, that could win at the original screenplay. It actually yeah. really could, you know, if the writer wasn't white, it would have a better chance, <laughs> but, maybe, I, you maybe. know, but I think that, that it, it could win. And what else, what else, is there anything else there that might, cause if it's anything but licorice don't, pizza, then I think don't Belfast, look up. Don't Look Up is nominated. I forget what else. Don't Look Up, Licorice Pizza, and King Richard are the only three original screenplay nominations that are nominated for WGA because Belfast and Worst Person in the World, the other two, were ineligible at WGA. Right. Oh, it's a hot uh, mess, isn't it? So, yeah, original original could go either way, and, I, and I, I'm and i going to stick with Belfast for now because I think that's its only Oscar win, and I can't imagine that's going to go with zero. Yeah. Um, adapted the scarier place because you have Power of the Dog, Lost Daughter, and Drive My Car, yeah, all nominated for Oscar but ineligible for WJ. So Coda, it's a, it's Coda and Dune are the only two nominated for both. So it feels very safe that Coda wins there, and it wins WGA at a time where I believe voting for the winners is open, and so the timing and the momentum seems to be yes. headed that way. So. You know, we're talking about Power Dog possibly only winning picture director. That's, I, that's I can really crazy. see Coda winning the PGA too. I could just see that happening. Like oh, I can see it right it, before my um, eyes unfolding. If it does, if it does, I'm picking it. If it, if Coda wins, P, if Coda or Belfast wins PGA, I'm going to take that film. If Me anything too. else wins, I'm taking Power of the Dog. Yeah, I, but I, I, I mean, I think it's a good chance that Power of the Dog could win there. But I, I do worry I that that there's a diminishing. It's feeling. I mean, it could be La La Land like you know, like it, <laughs> it, La La Land and in, in 1917, both of them really had. But we have to remember that the God. order of these awards matters. Like we usually we're coming in with PGA first, right? It comes right off of the heels of the golden globes. And usually it's, it either confirms the golden globes or it goes the other way. And then it shifts the race in a totally different direction. We didn't have that this year because the PGA is going mostly last. So, or WGA, one of those two is going last, but we had the DGA first, right? So, and then we had the, uh, the, the momentum is with Coda. And if it had, more nominations if it if it wasn't such a weak contender coming in it might not matter it might they might still just vote for it but i think it would be really an easy uh win although i do appreciate ryan's comparison to um to little miss sunshine but that was under the five ballot mm, system yeah, right. preferential is mm -hmm. a little bit different yeah. but so coda really just needs to come close to power of the dog's numbers to defeat power of the dog because it really just if it comes in second it's probably going to be prioritized over Power of the Dog down the ballot, I imagine. Mm. Um, I mean, Joel and Ethan Cohen might not vote for Coda, but they might put it like three or four. Right. But I think that's the key. I think you just really said it. If it comes in second in round one, 
then it does have a chance. But I don't think if it comes in third in round one that no. it can climb. No, it's not. It, so uh, that it has to it has to be second in, in the first round of counting. Yeah, and the only thing that makes that. me think Power of the Dog could be divisive and doesn't show up as divisive to me in that ballot that we did at all. But that's different. That's film Twitter, and, and that's a whole different scene. But um, is the fact that it only won two BAFTAs. That makes me curious. The fact that it didn't win the scripter makes me curious. It should have won that award. It didn't win the ace for editing. It should have won that award or could have won that award. So, you know, you're seeing places where the Dune thing, like it could have won cinematography. It did at the Critics' Choice, but it didn't with the BAFTA. They didn't pick it for, for cinematography. Mm-hmm. So those kind of things make me think it is vulnerable. Um, and all I can say is, dear Lord, heaven above, if you're listening, bring home the Belfast win for me. <laughs> just bring it in at number two. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. It's never going to win. I know. Yes, it's over. <laughs> well, I, it's still, I think PJ is the biggest thing it needed because it did get mm-hmm. the SAG nom. And I think at least the nomination is something. Um, you know, that power of the dog it, doesn't It's the have. only one that has, it's the only one that yeah. has DGA, SAG, and, and PGA. Correct. It's the only one. Yep. And what it has, the only thing it has going for it slightly is that Bill Maher had Kenneth Branagh on there, and people are starting to see it, and they're starting to buzz about it a little bit. I mean, it doesn't have CODA-like yeah. buzz, but it, but it is, uh, see, the thing that makes CODA so threatening is that it is that movie you can put anybody down in front of. It really is. Like, there's no barrier Mm -hmm. any person can understand that movie and be moved by it any person so but what i i mean not to sound like a broken record but why didn't it get more nominations then why did people write it off so much in the beginning they thought it was a tv movie that it was too simplistic that it was saccharine you know and then all of a sudden it might just be one of those movies that grows on you like i i know for me it did i saw it the first time and thought that's cute right and then i watched it again after the hollywood critics awards it won Best Picture there, so I'm like, you know what? I'll watch it again on the flight home. And I was trying not to ball on the flight no, home. No, I, I sob every time. But also, you I know, liked it even more, people so might not have watched it. It might have been the Parasite thing where they just didn't want to watch it. They were like, nah, I'm oh. not going to watch that. And then they watch it, and they're like, oh, my God, I love that movie. Yeah. Oh, I see what you mean. Like, they didn't watch it before Noms, but then they did. And... Yeah, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't. But... Who knows? Who knows? Um, okay, so what else do we have to talk about? I know you guys have a hard the Annie's out. the Annie's dominated uh, Mitchell and the Machines dominated there and then they won Critics Choice and I think Clarence was it you that mentioned that the Annie's don't mean that much because <laughs> something or other I don't know if we want to say that out loud but um yeah so there's that <laughs> I mean they're not all they're not always predictive let's just go there yeah let's go there um and then the motion picture sound editors their big their big work uh prize went to Dune and in the animated race, it went to Raya, which is my personal favorite. So who knows? Maybe there's a prayer that something else wins. That category is kind of just, I mean, it feels like in contest to lose, but Mitchell's in the Machines. It could be a big night for Netflix, right? If Power of the Dog does much and then Mitchell's wins animated, like that, that might be a big night for them. Who knows? Encanto's uh, not losing that. Let's move on because we've only got of uh, ten minutes here. So should we do the oh, questions? Shit. Yeah, questions. Yeah, let's go. That's a good idea. Um, I want to ask. I want to start with one because I, I immediately read this question and I had a visceral reaction to it. Um, it's it's well intended question. It's not a bad one. Um, okay. So um, Michael Kamens asks. Lots still complain when director picture don't line up in nominations or in wins. 
So what would you rather happen? Expand the director to 10 slots, but still run the risk of mismatching or eliminate the category altogether. And oh directors are automatically part of who gets nominated for their, or no. who gets the win for their movie and best picture. Oh, no. You expand to 10. If any of that, if between those two, what I'd, what I'd really like to do is drop Me picture down, back down to five. Same. Yeah. Drop it down to five, man. Let, let these movies be big Oscar movies again. Let them win like, you know, seven Oscars in a night. You know, you can't eliminate best director that 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 assumes that. I mean, think about all those best director nominations that we've been thrilled with, like David Lynch from Mulholland Drive and, you know, mm -hmm. just who didn't get in there for best picture. And it, it assumes that the craft of directing can just be easily swept into. Oh, it's a great movie. So mm -hmm. it, it yeah. must have been the best director of the year, which doesn't always necessarily align as we well, know i'll tell you what the, the the best picture award is a is a is an award for the best producer the producer takes that award home with them the movie yeah, doesn't get it the producer the... gets it the best director is for the directing and best picture it, no, it, the producer it, it, gets that's, that that's only in the era of the preferential ballot the the for the decades and decades from 1943 to 2009 the director was the king when i started the director was the king of the best picture race it shifted when they expanded oh, the ballot ever since sure ever since the auteur theory started in the french and saris in the 60s and 70s yeah. the director has been the author of the movie that's been assumed but you know it was not like that previously before 1960 no and, it was from the 40s I, on when they when they squished it down to five that's when they became united. That's when the director rose to prominence. Um, there were you didn't. That's why you don't see a lot of splits in the in those years. You you really see them before and after, but not during those years. You, you see very few uh, split votes. And in fact, when I first started, it was kind of scandalous of me to talk this way because people would say, like you're saying, Ryan, like they're two separate awards. But I said, no way, they aren't. They're united. But now I've come to live with it because with the era of the preferential ballot, best picture is practically an afterthought. Like it's not even a big deal anymore compared to how it used to be. It used to be this big, huge top award. It would win all these Oscars, director, you know, because the whole thing was being celebrated as a, as the champion of the year, you know. Now it's kind of like, oh, well, whatever wins the preferential ballot is <laughs> best picture, you know. And then you have these movies like Gravity and La La Land, you know, that are winning all these Oscars. And they're really the big movies of the night. And Dune will be that movie. But we don't have what we used to have, which is the mighty best picture, you know. So I would like them to not have the preferential. Have it for every other category, but not best picture. Let that be a majority vote, you know. Well, it's not, it's not a majority vote, even in the, in, the, in the categories that only have five nominees. It's not a majority. It's plurality. It's whoever gets the most votes, but that's not a majority, even when there are only five nominees. You don't get more than 50% of the vote if, if there's five nominees. You don't automatically get 50% of the ballots. Right, right. All right. Let's, well, get, let's get to the – there's a couple more questions we want to get to. Um, Bondi Steve asked, are the four acting categories now all but locked up? Is there still room for a surprise? What do you uh, think? Supporting's locked, actors locked, actresses all but locked. Yeah. Actress is definitely the one that could, it could I think it could still go at least three or four ways. Um, but the other three do feel pretty secure. Yeah, I would agree. I mean, there's always the chance that a... Um, uh, Marsha Gay Harden 
type thing pops up, but you just can't predict yeah. that. It's not feeling that way right now. Yeah. yeah. No. I'd no. say the men the men's side feels absolutely locked. Kotzer, Kotzer, I can never remember which way it is. Kotzer and Smith both have just won basically everything. Um, I think the only thing Kotzer lost was Globes to Cody Smith McPhee. Um, but on the female side, yeah, Rihanna feels really safe, but you never know. Um, but she's and then, probably going to be West Side Story's only win, so she, she's definitely going to yeah, win. That, yeah. yeah, I think she, she feels pretty safe, but actress is definitely still up for grabs. But if Kristen Stewart couldn't win at the Critics' Choice, I mean... She's probably going to drop to my number four or five spot. I had her number one until critics. That's where she would have won, right? Those guys, man, they they love her. Absolutely. So that that is worrisome there. Although we were, Claire, I am a member, so I can make my self-hating comment, which is that, which is so weird, because I think of like you guys as members, like not me, but I am a member. I am a voting member. But but they they do like to match the Oscars, you know, that's their thing. So it is possible that they, you know, that they're, that they want to, I don't know. So it's weird. Let me let me ask you then, because this transitions into another question we were asked by Louis De Leon. Um, he basically asked, why are people almost afraid to cheer for Case Do? Is, is that she doesn't play the campaign game? Is that why? Because he feels she was the best performance of anybody hmm. this year. Do you think it's about campaigning? I think it's about the movie, people liking the movie. And I don't think yeah. they really like Spencer all that much. Um, and I, they don't really like Tammy Faye either, but six of one, half a dozen the other, she she does this transformation and they're they go for that plus she's really overdue jessica chastain you know yeah um, absolutely um i would let me just add uh, another question scott uh, kernan writes uh happy what do you think would have been it's his birthday oh, it's, oh, oh is it happy his birthday, birthday scott. happy birthday yeah. Uh, he asks, what do you think would have been different so far if the award season decided to stick to its February release as opposed to the March extension? Would Coda still be a challenger to Power of the Dog? No way. Mm-mm, I don't think so. We would have rushed through the season. I think, if anything, Belfast might have picked up some steam because mm-hmm. Belfast mm-hmm. was really the film yeah. that I think got hurt the most by this extended season. Um, it just didn't... It didn't. It, if it had come out... If we had come out of Telluride... That's the thing. Is like... It's a thing people don't understand because I've, I've been here so long doing this job that the season went before they changed the date. The film festivals didn't have any. We, we used to think of Toronto as being so far away as to have no impact on the race. <laughs> right. And, you know, it changed. And then the film festivals mattered. So when the shorter season, the film festivals matter more, as you can see now from Coda was a thing in Sundance. But it's really picked up its steam just kind of floating around and being word of mouth. And mm-hmm. that's what you get with the extended season. And I think you guys really did hit the pay dart then earlier when you said that people didn't. Coda wasn't high on the stack of screeners when people were filling out their nominations ballot. But after they had two more months of time to watch movies, they finally got around to seeing Coda and they started liking it. Yeah. But they didn't see it soon enough in order for it to get um, the nominations clout. And that's going to always hurt it. Yeah, but I because... think that's the reason they didn't see it soon enough. Like Michael just saw it, right? And it's always mm-hmm. that thing of like the movie they see last. And he just right. saw it. And once he saw it, he loved it and he wants it to win now. Like, so. Uh-huh. Uh, mm-hmm. This is really. Yeah, no, he loved Coda. Mm-hmm. He, and he, he said he okay. loved Belfast too, but he really, he really would want to see this win. And I think that's what that movie has going for it is that wow. people want to see it win. And that's really the key. 
you know, uh, what, pe- mm. what people do you want to see get up on stage? Like, you know, and then that's Kenneth, what happened with Kenneth La La Brown. Land. Yeah. And me too. Yes. Hello. <laughs> Hello. Oh, well, they're so humble. Uh, they're happy with their best British film award. <laughs> right. Um, okay. What's next? Hello. Uh, do you want to ask Clarence or you want me to ask? I just asked one. Okay, I couldn't remember who was up. <laughs> um, let's go with. I thought this was kind of fun. What are your no guts, no glory picks for this year's Oscars? Do you have mm-hmm. any ready yet, or are you still kind of thinking through it? You guys. I might. I might. I might. I might. Sorry. I might like to see uh, Kristen Stewart win. I mean, I really. You know, I think that. I, I think that would yeah. be a. I think it would be a thrill for so many people. I know that would be the yeah, best part yeah. of it, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. I would like that too. Um, I might pick a upset in one of the screenplay categories. I think there's a chance that one of the foreign language films might win. I, I know that that's a faux pas to oh. say it that way, okay. but I just feel stupid saying international feature since so many of these movies are international <laughs> features, even if they're not in a no. different language. Um, but uh, you know, worst person in the world, maybe, or um, I don't know. There's just mm. I think if there's going to be an upset, that's sort of where I feel it might happen. Isn't? But I doubt it. I mean, th- those screenplay categories are always so locked. You know. Uh, I think. I mean, right now they're not. No. Those will. No. Those will both be two of the. At least both in the top five hardest things to pick. I think on Oscar yeah. night. Yeah. I was trying to think. I was trying to think, and right now I don't know that I have. A no guts, no glory pick. I mean, it might right now. I don't know if it's much of a no guts, no glory, but Belf- I have Belfast winning original screenplay and, and that and nothing else. I don't know if that's no guts, no glory, but that hurts my heart to say. And I it might, might not even win that. No, it's probably not going to win that. <laughs> I yeah, can just hear him saying, and the Oscar goes to Licorice Pizza. Yeah, I know. Take I know. it to the bank. That's what's going to happen. But I'm still going to predict Belfast too, because the truth is, is I'm, you know, I'm, I'm it's one of those things where if you get it right and it pays off, it's so exciting. But if you get it right and everybody else gets it right, it's like, meh. See, that's, that's where I usually hedge my bet is emotionally. So because yeah. I'm rooting for Belfast there, I might end up picking licorice pizza, you know, which I'm, yeah. I love PTA too. So yeah, it's win it's win win for me. I just hate that Belfast would end up with nothing. Same. And, and it would be unusual for an audience winner in, Tell- in uh, Toronto yeah. to, to, to come home with nothing. But again, this is a different time and it's extended date and t- Toronto's a long ways away, more so than it would be in, another, in a shorter season. That's a good point. Yeah. While we're talking about Belfast, I'm just a quick plug for the for the piece that you wrote about your your essay, your tribute to Belfast that you wrote today, Sasha. is just brilliant. One of the best things you've written all season, oh, I think. Thank you. And it's not on the main page of the site right it's not in the main no, it column is. so i have oh it, it is okay yeah. oh okay great 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 that's good so i have it just people... linked as the second um thing it's an fyc but um okay thank you and and ryan's king richard and he's got a good <laughs> dune one coming up two days Oh yeah, another yeah, another essay about nice. Dune, yeah, and I yeah. it'll be my second time that I've done Dune. Um, so any other questions? I know you have to rush off. Uh, uh, let's do one more each. Is that cool, clearance? And then, or do you have to go right now? Uh, no, I can do one more. Um, this one is probably a good one to kind of maybe not end on, but to to wind down on. Um, Noel J. Um, 
Vanagus, I'm probably mispronouncing that horribly, so I apologize. Most uh, of the categories seem pretty much locked up with winners um, that he doesn't agree with and an upcoming show that he probably doesn't watch. So he doesn't really want to talk about those. He wants to talk about if we had our own awards, what would we vote for? Hmm. That's a hard question. I would be Belfast down the goddamn line. (laughs) Picture, director, original screenplay, supporting actor, supporting actress. Actually, no. Supporting actor and supporting actress would have ties because I got to give it to both Balfi and Dench and Heinz and Dorn. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I know, I know. I hate you all. That's <laughs> too bad. It's such a shame. But you know what? The one good thing about that is Belfast won't be hated for all time. That's, that's <laughs> so, for sure. You that's know, the that's, upside. That's what I keep telling myself. And I know yeah. Power of the Dog won't be hated on if it wins. Uh, you know, I don't think it'll be hated on. At least not by film Twitter, and that's all we ever hear about when they hate on a movie is mm-hmm. film Twitter. So yeah, so if it won't win, like they just—I mean, that's the thing—is it they kept it away from the the alien mother. Like they never they never saw it to attack it because it never became a threat. If it had won any major award, oh my god, the knives would have come out, but it never did. So. I guess it's a cliffhanger, folks. Um, we won't talk again until after the Producers Guild and after the Writers Guild. Um, but we'll have contests and articles and stuff. We're gonna hope we're gonna try to do a spaces thing on this week. I think before, maybe if you guys yep, are up sure. for it, we'll do like a spaces on Twitter so people can interact with us. Um, and otherwise, that's it. I guess we did a short and sweet, and we're ready to sign off. So thank you for listening, everybody. All right, then. Good night. Okay, good night, guys. Thanks for chatting.